Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today we are back with the priest that was caught having sex on a church altar and the rediscovered erotic drawings of Duncan Grant. Every week on the show, we'll sing the gospel, which is all about sex news. We'll worship an erotic artist and we'll hear some confessions, really questions and sex stories from you guys. All right, now let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. Ooh, baby. Who am I here with? Aquaman. He's back a second week in a row. It's wonderful. I'm so happy to be back. It's nice, huh? Yeah. It's like a little bit of a timeout or something. Exactly. (laughs) As we're like talking about this crazy world and then we're like, and now we're going to talk about sex for an hour. Heck yeah, we need it. So also for you guys, you know, maybe take a little break. Join us in mm-hmm. our sexy talk that might be also depressing. Who knows where we're going to go today? <laughs> anywhere. Anywhere. All right. Well, blessed be the pussy. He has risen. May she open to your touch. Amen. Amen. That's a wonderful thing. Well, um, you said something before we started recording. Mm-hmm. You're not having sex right now. No, I'm oh, not. Wow. Why is that? I don't know. I mean, some part of it feels a choice, but a part of it feels also kind of. <laughs> <laughs> What's the non-choice part about it? I feel like you can have sex whenever you want to. I mean, I know this about you. True, but it doesn't setting-wise or motivation-wise, it's not there. I, I feel like mm. I want to be more compelled. Motivation. More, yeah. That's mo- the point. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be more intrigued by someone. I feel like it's what makes somebody intriguing to you. I feel that what makes them intriguing is their element of mystery. Oh. Yeah. If, if they possess an element of mystery where I discover more about them. And, and you're interested to learn. to learn more. Exactly. Yeah. yeah even yeah. even if, 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 even if we're fuck buddies, still, like, there's got to be that level of interest or else it's just bland sex. Yeah. And I think that becomes so interesting. If you do have a lot of sex, right? Mm-hmm. I think there is there's an element of let's say you get out of a relationship and you had that sex with, you know, other people for yeah. a while. And in the beginning, it's like so exciting. You're like, I'm fucking and there's all these different people yeah. and all these like different experiences and kinks and like things to try out. And then after a while, not always, because I do think there's people that you meet in your life that are going to give you like an incredible sexual experience yes. no matter what. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's something about like just sex for sex sake yeah. that becomes a little less appealing. Gets old. Yeah, because you're just like, you don't just have to fuck me and then we'll leave. Like, I can masturbate. I don't have to have the headache of the whole situation. I know. Get up, take a shower, <laughs> drive, go somewhere. And it's like, you know, it's hot right now. There's a lot of. It's fucking really hot. Um, yeah. not, not in a good way, baby. <laughs> I'm just sweating toasty, here without toasty. having sex. <laughs> without the sex, it's like invisible sex going on right now, but I feel it. Invisible sex. He's like having ghost groin. sex. There's women on the internet that talk about like having sex with ghosts. Seriously, I've actually heard that mm-hmm. before. Somebody told me that they were 12 and she used to live uh like in the southern part of america and she was talking about the fact that she would always dream of this ghost that would come over <gasps> and she would give him a blowjob no and that she never saw a dick in her life and the first time she saw a dick 
was with that ghost in that dream. No fucking way. I swear. How she, weird. Yeah. So it's a thing. It's a thing. She was 12 too. It's a full on weird thing. There's like this woman, there was this article that came out a few weeks ago or something, but this woman who's had sexual relations, quote unquote, with, um, I think it was something like 23 ghosts. What? And now she is married to one or like engaged or something. I mean, how can you be engaged to a ghost? This is like full on fantasy life. That's like, how do you remember all these in. dreams? Like exactly for... I mean, I don't know. I remember quite a lot of my dreams, but I've never had a dream about a ghost. ghost sex. Huh. Ghost sex. That's what, a thing. What is the psychology between and like behind ghost sex? I wonder. Yeah. I mean, is it is it hmm. re- a past life that you've lived maybe? <laughs> you or? think it's real? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Exists? There's some tangibility to it. What if you really it? feel it? That's kind of crazy. I mean, in a dream, I had a lot of sex dreams. Yes. We actually did like an episode about that like a couple months ago, I think. Um where I was talking to the psychologist about like why we have different sex dreams. Mm-hmm. But I think that these people really have like a connection to these ghosts. And I wonder if that's just like a different kind of sex dream with a bit of a different explanation, psychologically speaking. Yeah. Or if it's just in general, your fantasy life is something you're not living in your life. And then you can have it in your dream or in your fantasy. Yeah, you're right? absorbed in your subconscious. Yeah. I mean, do you feel, do these women orgasm essentially or do they just I wake up so. wet? Or? I'm assuming they're orgasming in huh. their sleep. Wow. I mean, I, I have That's before. powerful. Yeah, yeah. That is powerful. And it's unique and powerful. It's kind of crazy though, no? I'm sure it is. <laughs> I, never, <laughs> I mean, if I mean, somebody had like sex with a ghost, please let us know how that yeah, went. But, we um, would love to know more about your ghost sexapade. Absolutely. Because it's totally. like fucking fascinating It to is. Me. Well, would you have ghost sex? <laughs> I would have ghost sex depending on. <laughs> I love the that you treat this like age. a real question. <laughs> the ghost age. What I mean, do you think? They're I mean like if it's 80? a two hundred year old ghost, I mean, we would. I have know, to but talk. when, but when they die, <laughs> if they died when they were like twenty seven, you know, mm. they're still going to look like they're twenty seven. True. If they are, or oh, does it work? as a does, person, does, right? Does it work like a vampire? Is it like more of a feeling? Like, is it like a cloud, or do you actually physically feel a ghost that is shaped like a person that is what penetrating if you? Like, you? can actually feel it on your skin and stuff. I know. I, I would imagine that's the case. Maybe sound like we're stoned, but we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should be. No, I. Um, that it's fascinating to me, mm-hmm. actually. Well, actually, being stoned. Now we're gonna we're gonna go into like a full on. (laughs) I'm just gonna go with my thoughts today. Go for it. Because I read this article, um, or just started reading it about psychedelic drugs and sex, and that there's benefits and risks, right? Of course. But um, I think there there's weird enhancers. For example, Mm -hmm. if you have sex on MDMA, right? Yeah. Which is a chemical drug, of course, that gives you a big feeling of love. Yes. Right. So if you have that with somebody that you're not in love with, mm-hmm. and then you have some kind of a fake love experience with that partner. In that moment, yeah. How's that going to be later in your like kind of relationship? Are you just going to be like, oh, it was just a drug? Or you have like this really intimate moment. It's kind of weird. A realization, an awakening. Yeah, I don't know. Have mm. you ever had it on MDMA? I, I, I never had sex on MDMA. I've had MDMA before. But it was one of those experiences where I felt like my heart was racing and I was like very energetic that I felt like... I mean, I'm the type of person who loves psychedelics with sex. Yeah. But I'm more of a mushroom mm. psychedelic kind of person. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Because it's like you don't feel full control of your body, even though you are in control of your body. You feel like your mod- your body literally melts into the other well, person. Well, like the senses are so, so awake. Heightened, some, yeah. Right? So Very I think that strong. is really what is super fascinating. The hairs on your body, you feel them. You About know? mushrooms, yeah, I think so beautiful. There's, but there's also some weird, deeper connection you'll have with your partner. Yes. But the question is, is that fake? 
No. Is it the drug? I don't believe it is. I feel like the the drug just brings what's already there in the mm. forefront. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like That's a good argument. Yeah. You, the drug doesn't make you create this uh, euphoria. It enhances it, but it doesn't. True. It's not like it doesn't exist. It's in your brain chemi- chemicals. Well, that would be interesting to see if you can have sex that you some of you not attracted to on MDMA. <laughs> but on MDMA, thing. you're like suddenly like, I want to have sex with you. Because I think you do kind of want to touch everybody if you do do it. Sure, you know? it's like drinking and sometimes you get a little bit more Jeez, open to sleep with someone. Because a little bit more relaxed. open, yeah, yeah. But like not like I'm going to sleep with somebody that <clears throat> I really never thought was attractive yeah. at all. <laughs> I mean, well, it happens to people. Really, well, has it happened to yeah. you? No, not me, but I've seen it. I've never like slept with somebody being drunk that I thought like the next day being like, what the fuck? This was crazy. I no, don't I've like seen this people. person at all. I mean, I've seen people walk out of bars where I know like, okay, if this person was sober, <laughs> there's no way in hell they would leave with that person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's so true though. People sometimes are like, they think what they see is what they're getting, but it's not. It's like, yeah, yeah you'll do. But it's, like, it's pretty well, bad. if you just want to get fucked, right, and it doesn't yeah. really matter to you, I haven't really had it like that before. I mean, I find myself on psychedelics, or if I'm drinking, like I get very fucking hard and very turned on. Really? Yeah. Like it's not a suppressant for me. Like for it is for a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. Yeah. If I'm intimate, well, it depends with someone, on the drug, but yeah. True. Yeah. 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 But there's a lot of there's it's so weird with drinking. Yeah. Because I feel like most men that I've met, uh, don't have a problem with drinking and being hard. Yeah. And then there's a few that I've met who, when they drink a little too much, they can't. They can't get hard. Like they can't. Like it's not not get hard, but not very hard. Or sure. You know, sure. And they really have an issue with it. Yeah. It's just interesting because obviously there's some drugs who do it full oh, on, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cocaine, I think that is a really like famous hard. one for um, a majority of men. If they can. Oh yeah, I think there's yeah. very. Very rare cases of men who can like be hard on cocaine. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying this like in a blanket statement. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I'm just like, like I'm, I have not As done a woman like with no research. Dick, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm. anyways. Well, yeah, it's fascinating. fascinating. Totally, totally. Well, so I have one one thought that came to mind in the yes. past few weeks. So if you have a casual relationship with somebody that is, um, you know, kind of like more fuck buddy style. Mm-hmm. And I've been asked this actually by other people before, but I thought about it with my own history. When um, <laughs> when you have like somebody you're casually sleeping with, right? But you're also dating other people kind of. And it's it's pretty relaxed. And it's clear between the two of you. This is just sex and fun and like dating. Mm-hmm. But you both, it's not set up to be like, let's get to know each other better to like maybe be in a relationship. Sure. Right? a friend or something or whatever in most cases i feel like when that happens after a while Mm -hmm. one or the other is going to develop feelings very true especially with time yeah most of the time it does happen like that right i mean if neither does then it just ends yeah it doesn't get as exciting that rush is not there yeah so but (laughs) if one person gets excited right and is like oh maybe i like this person more maybe i want to be with them right Mm mm-hmm that's a really weird turn in events because then suddenly you have to restructure. Well, you have to, first of all, tell the other person, but then you have to restructure your whole relationship that was built on a very different kind of interaction than, you know. Depth. Uh, yeah. Or sure. just, just um, if you think about like who you are in a relationship or what you want from a relationship, if you're a fuck buddy, you're not going to ask for these things because it's not part of the deal. No. Right? Yeah, yeah, I agree for sure. I'm probably not going to call you and talk to you about the issues I have with my mother or something, right? In the middle of the night because I can't sleep. I can probably do that with my boyfriend. Exactly. 
Um, but then if you change a casual relationship in a full-on relationship. You have to start from scratch. Yes, you do, right? Yeah. You really have to get you to totally know each other in a completely, to. you have to be super honest about your expectations on life, on relationships, you yeah. believe a beliefs about relationships i feel it's doable it's just like since you were primarily focusing on one artery you're gonna have to focus on the other arteries as well though. i just wonder it's very i don't i think it's pretty rare that two fuck buddies are like you know what now we're gonna do it i wonder Both. if people are yeah on the same page and if yeah. they had that experience and it actually worked out for them as think, far as, i'm sure somebody has you know what yeah. i mean but what if one says like hey i'm really in love with you and the other person's like fuck i'm not i'm sorry you know this is kind of it can you keep on hanging out with that person? Probably not. Right? Like yeah. you'd have to probably be like, listen, this was really fun and good, but I can't give you what you need right now. Like I no. can't be in a relationship with you. And then you kind of have the responsibility nearly to be like, you know, maybe we should stop then so it doesn't start hurting you. I think so too. I think that's amicable because, you know, I mean, if if you're emotionally on two different wave spectrums, you can't keep dragging it on. Yeah. I mean, most of the time I think the person who has more feelings, whatever, in this situation, will say to the to the other person, like, hey, listen, I want more. And if the other person says, I can't give you that, most of the time that person's going to be like, okay, then I have to stop. Yeah. I think if that they is want like, to, unless they're obsessive about it. But yeah. Yeah, if they're obsessive mm -hmm. about it. And then there's this like hope because somebody has exactly. fucked you a lot. Oh, she's, the person's going to change their mind. Yeah. That's yeah, very yeah. common trap. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's insane. It's very complicated. I think people really downplay casual sex to be a very simple sort of experience or transaction or whatever, but there's a lot more that goes into it every single time. I mean, especially if you keep on sleeping with somebody. Because, I mean, if you have a one-night stand, I think it can be a pretty simple situation. Sure, <laughs> sure. But if you keep having different one-night stands, it will eventually affect you in one way or another. Yeah, I don't really have that many. Yeah, so I yeah. don't, because most of the time for me, that's half exciting. Exactly. Because, I mean, of course, a one-night stand can be super great, like when it's, the right time and the right place and you just do that you know because it fits the moment mm -hmm. but really i think for me personally it's always more interesting to somehow develop some kind of a relationship even if you're not together or yeah. wanting to have a relationship as in sense of like full on mm. but it's interesting to get to know the person yeah and that will change your sexual experience with them yeah totally but obviously that's a fucking slippery slope it is you gotta be <laughs> careful every step you know just like as if you're in a relationship, yeah. it's a type of relationship that is not the most orthodox, but it's still somewhat of a relationship. It's totally a relationship. And you have to treat it as such. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, with the same kind of integrity and like honesty that yeah. you would like. Because the other person is another human being as well. You know, you're both people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to think about it this way. I mean, I know totally. it sounds simple, but but we forget those yeah. thoughts. In the well, and that you have to yeah know that you have to treat them like a friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in some kind of a sense, you're spending time together that is valuable and precious for whatever the fuck it is, sure. right? And if that's just like really great sex every other week while you all also seeing other people, yeah. you're still having you forming a bond. Yeah. And you're giving and taking. True. Interesting. You guys tell us also your thoughts on casual relationships. Yeah. I mean, we want to hear if you guys had any <laughs> We're not awkward experiences. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you had an experience like that? Yeah. Me? I mean, there, there, I feel like I'm the type of person who when in a casual relationship for a long time. Yeah, I will start actually being more inclined to um, make it serious. Mm -hmm. Just because if I'll, obviously the sex is great, I'm, I'm I'm discovering more bits and pieces of the person, mm -hmm. then why not propose it? I mean, 
and I've got to say more more times than not, it doesn't pan out that way because the other person is obviously not on the same wavelength. Very rarely yeah. where someone is similar on the same page yeah. about that. Yeah, I've only had like maybe really only one that was like long term or longer. Like every time Casual. we wouldn't date somebody else, we would fuck. Right. Like mm-hmm. I've only had one where that was actually a thing. Where yeah. I was like, OK, that every time, you know, it's like fun. We have great sex, but like we're both not, you know, just friends, whatever. It's kind of fun. But I think that's for me very rarely that's this work that I even keep on being interested in having sex if I don't develop feelings. True. You know right. what I mean? Like after a while, it's either like I want more of this or, mm-hmm. you know, well, maybe somebody else, you know, because this is obviously not going anywhere. It's not full, there's still a void there. Even even if the sex is good, uh, I mean, at some point you're going to be like, okay, well, what else am I? What are we doing? Yeah. yeah what are we doing? And now, and now we're going to go to our gospel. Mm -hmm. The gospel. The gospel is sex news. Yes. And we'll have a couple stories today. Mm -hmm. And we'll start. We're two weeks out, but Halloween is coming up. Damn. Damn. It is Halloween already? Insane. Damn. I know. Are people going to go out? I mean, I think trick or treating is not gonna work. Like, no, oh, come on, you can't, you can't walk around. No, you're gonna candy, have to get so a drone a with candies and throw it out in the streets. <laughs> so I don't think there's trick or treating, mm-hmm. but this is actually really funny because there is a sex club mm-hmm. that I don't know how people found this out or how the news found this out, but they are gonna throw a Halloween party. Okay. So the sex club is called Sanctum. Okay. And it's pretty famous. Like it's like elite sex club. I think it started in LA and like it's famous for having all these like celebrities going, hmm. like Quinnif Paltrow and John Mayer and whatever. Like all these sure. people have went there. And it's super exclusive, blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. But um, so it started like in March. Um, they made headlines for moving forward with plans to host a sex party in New York, mm-hmm. you know? And everybody was just like this is crazy you guys can't do that so they were calling up the event mm-hmm. but then a couple months later they started doing like small little ones okay like a shibari workshop and a neurotic dinner and stuff and they started this thing with where they did like rapid testing rapid testing you know the rapid tests now mm-hmm. they have for COVID. that's like a i think it's like a prick um and you put like a drop of your blood or something on it and then okay. they I think it's 85% like chance that it's correct anyways. But so for Halloween, they're going to put on a sex party with the theme plague. Oh, wow. Can you fucking imagine? Oh, wow. That is pretty dark in itself. Very twisted. What? Very twisted. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Plague, Halloween, during COVID. I mean, I mean, with obviously, every other ha-ha, thing that could cheeky. be happening. Yeah, very. Right? But I was th- even thinking about this. I was like... It's so fascinating. You know, people are like locked inside and like it's it's getting worse in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. And like in America, it has barely opened up. Uh, maybe New York a little bit, right? But like LA, not very much no. and stuff. And then there's these people with those sex parties with rapid testing, which is fine. I mean, I, I think to each their own. Of course. Right. But. <laughs> I mean, but. the risks. There's so many different kinds the of risks. risks. But I think it's, I mean. 
I've said this before on this podcast too. Um, I find it so funny that we are very concerned about like people having gotten tested mm-hmm. in the dating world. And you're like, mm-hmm. are you tested for COVID? Nobody's asking, are you <laughs> tested for <laughs> HIV? <laughs> you know, that's another. That's what I was thinking. Different kinds of things, you know. I mean, well, maybe you have percent- to have like a whole pamphlet with you. Like, okay, I got tested for this, for this, for this, for this. I I'm did good. have this thing though. Like, I um, I went on a date with a guy, and mm. we both were talking about that we got tested a few days before. You know, mm-hmm. it was just funny. I was like, okay, now this is like a thing where you're like, well, I'm negative. He's like, well, I'm negative too. And you're like, okay, cool. Which is such a weird like precursor to like, have we, um, you know, are we gonna, are we okay to have sex or something? Yeah. I don't know. Or kiss each other. Get this close. Well, but you do this thing actually, right? Where you, or you used to, where you ask girls about their STD tests. Yes. Like, first date. I still would. Yeah. I still would. I mean, I mean, now it's COVID in addition to the other stuff. I mean, stuff would you ask for both? Yeah, I, ask, I would ask for proof. Yeah, yeah, for COVID too. I, yeah, if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, I don't trust them. I don't really know who they are. I would, I would ask for sure, or maybe talk about the okay. So, what are you, who you've been hanging out with? What's been going on? I mean, obviously, I usually get the answer like, oh yeah, nobody, or I hang oh out with these God. group of people that only hang out with these group of, of people. Of course, it's like okay, yeah. but you don't you don't live with them, so let's I mean, not, let's, let's be adults about it. Let's, I mean, let's be really real too, because I think there's something about like maybe you go on a first date with a mask on or whatever, you know, <laughs> if you're like really, but I mean if. The second date, I mean, how long are you going to date before you take the risk? Yeah, we got to talk about things. By the second date, we got to talk about things. Yeah, for right? real. Like, like, what's going on? Also, yeah, if you, if you want to take this further, are we really going to be very responsible about this? Yeah. Does that kill everything? I mean, it probably does, but at the same time, we are living in a reality. I know, but I, I mean, for me, it doesn't kill everything because before I was that way about STI tests and True. whatnot because... True. I mean, I'm, again, I'm somebody who doesn't necessarily like to wear a condom, and I like to be clean. <laughs> not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> and I don't want to <laughs> be sick. <laughs> and I don't want to, yeah, get anything. Or if I had something, I, mean, I want to give it to anybody. Which, thank God, I'm not. But like, but I think it's it's part of the adult conversation. We're getting totally. into a date. You, you, you can't just you know, approach most, it like that. I you mean, know? you are super amazing at this, and I think everybody should do it like you. Yeah. But most people with STI tests do literally this thing, and I have done this before, shame on me, mm-hmm. but like right before you have sex, being like, hey, have you been tested? <laughs> and, the, and the person's like, sure, have you been tested? And you're like, sure. And it's just like the wrong moment, because at this point, it's already clear oh we're going to fuck, God. right? Like, what, what's this question pressure, anyways at this point, right? Like, who knows? This person could totally lie to you, and has a lot of incentives to lie to you at this moment, because you're about to fuck, right? Yeah, well, that's why you should talk about it a lot early, because, you know, eventually it's totally. going to get to this point, so even if you're having dinner or going for a walk, just talk about it. And I think... If a person responds to you... But if you've never kissed before, isn't that a little funny? No, because if the person responds to you in a way where they're like, oh, they really appreciate the question and they want to actually engage, then you can tell that this person's worth fucking later. It's true. If not, then walk the but, fuck away. But do you even know if they want to fuck you at this point, though? Yeah, I mean, I'm gauging it because I'm talking <laughs> something gauging. relevant to that. It's like, okay, well, let's talk about this because if something happens in the next, like, blah, blah, we should <laughs> next know. five minutes. We don't want to do it right before because <laughs> no, that's No, like I said, that yeah. doesn't work out well. No. I mean, I've never gotten anything, but, like, clearly I've taken risks. It's going to be in the back just... of your mind if you're talking about it right before, too. Not really. 
No? Oh, no. You're like super into, you just want to fuck. Like, you're just like asking the like, questions to not feel bad about dead. yourself. I'm like, oh my God, is she really? Like, am I going to look at her in the eyes and I'm like, is she telling the truth? Oh my God, you would not even. No, no. Well, no. the funny thing is with the COVID test though, that's actually something that I'm sure, I haven't experienced it because I haven't been dating like that, but um, that has been something that people do. Yeah. Talk about like when they get tested and stuff. No, I've done that like when when I started like early in COVID, like doing online dating and FaceTiming people. Yeah. That was a big part of the conversation. But that's also a big part of the reason why I felt like I don't want to keep dating right now because it doesn't feel like it's a good atmosphere. A smooth, organic Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. It, it puts something there that you have to think Barriers, about. Barriers. Yeah. yeah. And people want to slow down meeting and understandably so, you know. You just want to know that this is worth the risk. Exactly. Because <laughs> even with a negative test, you have like three days of like whatever, you know. But people are, are not, I think overall, are not as open about um, meaning. Are they not sex. excited? <laughs> yeah, or meeting somebody right away or like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah let's hook up. Like everybody's totally. using, which is good that people are being cautious, but. You know, different time, different place. Yeah. Would you go to a sex party like that right now? The Halloween, the plague one? Yeah. Heck no. <laughs> oh, no. I'll have my own party, I'll swear. <laughs> oh, you're like, you guys have this fucking party. You guys, good luck, you know. Like. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, you can say something about like being at a party with 30 people, but then add like the sex on it. Yeah. So the owner of Sanctum said something like, uh, what did he say? He said that people were really like pent up and wanted to be close and have sex, right? Like oh, not I'm the sure. other way around. Not like are people more timid at the sex parties? Like, no, actually they've been starving to have a party like that. I can see that. Yeah. Everybody's been closed in. Makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It sounds appealing, but <laughs> do you want to no. go? I would. I wouldn't personally. I'm I mean, really... more power to whoever goes and they hopefully they handle you it really well. You just can't tell anybody if you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you're so recklessly you responsible. You really have to, like, quarantine for 14 days like, after you literally. go to the sex party. Like, don't go out and go to the grocery store. Just stay fucking home. You could, Yeah, you just fuck a lot of people and then stay home for yeah. 14 days. I mean, good for you. Like, you could stay for a home for 14 days. You can handle that with a lot of <laughs> orgasms. That is true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's a fair trade. Okay, another story. <laughs> I got another news story first. Mm. Actually, I posted it on my Instagram the other day because it's so fucking funny. This happened on September 30th mm-hmm. um, in Louisiana, I think close to New Orleans. Um, and there were lights inside of a church, St. Mm-hmm. Peter's mm-hmm. and the Paul Roman Catholic Church. Um, and it was a little later than usual and passerbys stopped by and mm. peeked in, right? Mm-hmm. And they looked inside and they saw the parish's pastor, half naked, <gasps> having sex with two women on the altar. Oh my yes. god! No and pun intended. They fucking. <laughs> oh my god! That's what the girl said. Mm-hmm. Um, the women apparently were dressed in corsets and high-heeled boots. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. God, I saw the photos of them. It's so fucking funny. And then they had a tripod standing there with a cell phone, so they were shooting video oh, of that all happening. About it. Yeah. So this fucking priest is fucking these two chicks. Not sure if they're like sex workers or not. This is, hasn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. And he's filming it for, I don't know, either for himself or for, I don't know, an his online catalog. situation. Maybe his catalog. <laughs> his priest Maybe. Catalog, yeah. It probably wasn't his fucking first time, man. Yeah. Oh, no. This is like a professional. Oh, like, oh, yeah. I love God. doing this. I love fucking in front of the altar. <laughs> That's so his thing. They, they, the police came, right? What? Yeah. And oh. they arrested the pastor. Why? And the girls. Why? For having sex in the church? Which is so funny. This is inside. For obscenity. 
right? Okay. Oh, but wow. the funny thing is they were inside. So It is Louisiana, though. This I know it's Louisiana. <laughs> so the fucking thing is, like, the Archbishop of Louisiana said it was a demonic act. Oh, wow. And he ordered to burn the altar the sex what? act happened on. Yes. A little dramatic, don't we think? It's insane, no? That is nuts. Why? I mean, because... It's like a demonic act has happened in sex? the church. And yeah, he apologized. It was <laughs> well, first of all, it was consensual. Well, I mean, okay. You can you can talk about how this is maybe not okay for a Catholic priest who is supposed to be celibate. I was about to say that. To basically shoot a porn in the church. You know, like, you can say that. I mean, you it's can good fight. production design. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He just amazing. took the location the lighting you can is get, great. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, He's like an not? indie filmmaker. He's like, this is for free. Some gold in the back. It's shiny. Nobody will know. Well, apparently they even put up like stage lighting and stuff. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. It was like a whole thing and a whole operation. I want to watch that. Fucking See? I really want to watch See? it. And again, like- Maybe I mean, this is a you... PR stunt. They got arrested. Totally. Which I think is very funny because the lawyer who's representing the two women, mm-hmm. right? To the threesome, you know, with the mm-hmm. priest. He said it's ridiculous that they got arrested because, quote, the fact that this involved a priest or took place in a church is completely irrelevant because it is inside, right? It's inside a place. They're not public. It's not public indecency. No. 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 Why can't they just let priests have sex? Well, I mean, this is a bigger question for the Catholic Church in general, no? I mean, yeah, but I mean, I get the tradition, but can we get over it? Like, it's not like we're going to forget about what God is about if men decided to have (laughs) or women decided to have Sex like other people do. But I found it funny. I was like, this is like pussy church. You know what I, I mean? Know. Literally, he went it's to pussy connected. church. He literally made it happen. Yes. He, made, he turned that church into a pussy church. I mean, a little weird way of doing it, maybe. But yeah. I mean, good for him. Good for him. If that comes totally. out, it's going to be insane. Yeah. Everybody wants to watch this. I totally want to watch it. Oh, totally. I mean, obviously, he got away with it. The before, before, you mean? Yeah, before. You think it wasn't his first rodeo? No way. No, no. No, no way. way. You think he has the like um, some, that guy. some chant, like some, I don't know, dark web channel where he puts up all these that things. That is very possible. That Maybe on fetlife.com, yeah. right? Which yeah. is this fetish website. Maybe he puts up all these videos of him fucking girls in the church. Yeah. I mean. It's it, a king. It is a king. I mean, everything's a king. A lot but of like, women would like to fuck priests and a priest, I'm sure, is so sexually suppressed that he'd like to <laughs> fuck on an altar. He's there all day long. <laughs> if you're setting up lights, that means you fucked on that altar a lot to get because to the point. It's like, all right, let like, me bring lights in lighting, here now. The best lighting, the best angles. You yeah. know how to like film let's the altar. Let's get the tripods. Yeah, let's get a dolly Jesus, in here. And start pushing dolly. it slow on the cock penetrating the pussy. Well, you would have to have like a director in there, you know? Oh, yeah. Next step, for Sound sure. person. Sound Get the person. microphone really close down there. Dude, it's like a whole porn production. <laughs> a whole thing. It sounds like it. Well, half of it. It's like amateur porn in church, yeah? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, <gasps> no, hallelujah. <but> hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, funny enough, like I remember when I asked on, um, on my account like a while back, the craziest places people had sex at. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said church. I always wanted to. So funny. This I, one girl was like, she's a lesbian, and she had her first sexual experience in the church, and she was like, that was such an amazing fuck you to like them yeah, telling me I wasn't face. allowed to like yeah. live that part of myself. Fuck yeah. Yeah, funny, huh? Rub it in their face. Funny. The well, because I think it is, it's just because everyone sees the church as like, this is the most forbidden place to have sex. So I think it's the most exciting. 
Oh yeah, and it's beautiful inside. It's always like nicely totally. decorated, Especially and the lights. Especially Catholic and churches, space. my yeah. god, they go way overboard. I honestly, they're spenders. I love it. They're, <laughs> they're big spenders for sure. Spenders. There's something I mean, so majestic about it. To have mm-hmm. sex in there would be like really incredible. Oh, incredible! God, don't quote me on that, but like you know, I, quote, I mean, I never had that. sex in a church. I made out me and I, and I sucked on breasts. You did in not church. in the church. I'm in the chair, yeah, it was beautiful. Like how? Was there other people? No. When did you go in there? In the middle of the fucking night? No, it was during the day. Oh, weird. Why you did just, you go to the church? I wasn't that? going in there. It was, it, was, it was a historic church. I wasn't going in there for that intent, but then I got a little, okay, Jesus altar, nobody's in here. Like, <laughs> let's just, you know, get a little frisky and a little hard. Why not? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I know. But it was beautiful. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah. And the I mean, seats were really comfortable. <laughs> People have to sit there for a long time to pray and stuff. You I were was, praying. I, I was not praying. You were praying, kind of. You went to pussy I church. I mean, yeah, pretty much. But the good kind of praying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, amen the to that, people. Amen. And now we're going to go to our worship section. You. The worship, well, actually works really well with priests fucking and on altars and stuff. <laughs> so we're worshiping. Worshiping means um, erotic art on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And something really interesting happened mm. last week. There was this artist, Duncan Grant. Um, he lived from 1885 to 1978. Mm-hmm. And he was a British painter and designer of textiles and poetry. Right. And he was a member of the Bloomsbury group. And he was super famous, actually, yeah. in the UK, especially. But kind of like post-impressionist you know a movement right mm-hmm. um in london so he like painted landscapes and portraits and stuff like that yeah but he was gay yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he was a gay artist um and back then being gay was illegal it's, yeah right yeah, yeah very taboo so in the 40s and 50s he started creating a lot of erotic drawings mm-hmm. and they were thought to be actually lost or burned huh yeah isn't that funny? Somebody hid them somewhere? He gave these drawings to an artist, Lubas, and people thought that his sister, that artist's sister, burned all the drawings. Oh, wow. So they were lost, yeah, right? Yeah. So for, I don't know, now 60 years, people <sighs> thought these erotic paintings were, or drawings were lost. A couple of weeks ago, um, Nathaniel Hepburn, the director of Charleston, which is kind of like a museum, Mm -hmm. right? He was contacted Mm. with an offer for 422 drawings that survived for 60 years. Oh my God, that's amazing. Fucking amazing, right? Fucking amazing. And get this, this is even fucking crazier. These drawings were handed down from lover to lover. (gasps) To gay lover, to oh, gay wow. lover. Like literally one lover would die. His lover would inherit it. Yeah. And so they were kind of like illegally, illegally. Well, they weren't illegal anymore, sure. I think, at this point. But when they were created, being gay was still a crime. Yeah, yeah. Right? In the UK. So they were kind of like in this underground world. It's a beautiful memory. Lost yeah. in this like love story yeah. of like people seeing them and just cherishing them and kind of like safekeeping this. Yeah. Right. So um, it's their own cards. It's their own like little treasure. It's so incredible, yeah. right? So obviously, Hepper and the guy from um, the art gallery, right? Like completely crazy that he yeah. got this call and everyone thought they were lost. 
Apparently, the last person who had these images, right, was, yeah. was the retired theater designer, Norman Coates. Mm -hmm. um, and for years, he stored the drawings in a plastic folder under his bed. <laughs> Fucking amazing, right? And he said about the drawings, he said, they're so extraordinary, so in your face. You can't avoid them. When I've occasionally brought them out to show selected friends after dinner, after the initial, my God, exclamation of these very explicit drawings... They're mellow. The sexual element really doesn't dominate because they're so beautiful. Oh, right. Yeah. And, in the, and then he quote again, it is the painting and the skill of the drawing and the aesthetics of which negates the sexiness of them. It becomes irrelevant that the subject is what it is. It is a very odd feeling. It just becomes beautiful collection of pictures. And I thought it was so fucking fascinating yeah. that these were traded as like these gifts, wow. this like illegal love that yeah. like exists. Poems, portraits. Yeah, but they're so, I mean, they're extremely explicit. So yeah. I sent you a link. So you yeah, can, I've can seen check some of them. the artwork. I mean, I love the muscular curvature details in the artist's work, like in the color palettes. It's they, incredible. They feel very playful too, even though they're explicit. They're very playful and warm and cute yeah. and approachable. And well, it's interesting because, he, like you said, it's like super explicit sex acts, mm -hmm. right? And there's also a lot of interracial. Um, gay interracial, yeah. which like on top of it all, you know, very taboo, and very threes taboo, and threesomes, and yeah, threesomes, and obviously like sex acts. I thought it was very funny too that like um, the theater designer who had them last, he was like, it was very funny because he would show them to friends, and people were like, you can't even do these sex acts, and he's like, I think some went home and tried, but, <laughs> 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 but yeah, so it's like drawings with like some, I feel like some watercolor fillings most of the time, of like. I don't know, there's like four guys fucking each other here and everyone's like either blowing or getting butt fucked. Blown. <laughs> yeah. And, but they're really beautiful, right? Yeah, and they, they like are. speak of like love, so like love and kind of hardcore sex in yeah. one. Yeah. And youth and exploration and excitement. You could see a lot of those meanings through the work. Well, if you know the story, you're just like, well, this was a person. This was an artist who was painting landscapes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then at home where he was somehow allowed to live um, his truth, you know. So funny because he was with a woman for most of his life. Ooh. But they had an open relationship and he had like affairs with men. Mm -hmm. And she knew. Um, and I think she had affairs too, but that, I think that's not completely certain. Anyways, but they even had a child. Okay. But so he would go out and have like these affairs with men and then apparently draw about them you know later and then just gave these away wow to friends to like amazing story i know isn't it incredible yeah so amazing i mean you guys definitely i'm gonna post some of them they're gorgeous you and should I, check out this work yeah yes sure. and i think as, especially for gay work you know that has been banned so yeah. much to see that something can survive. I know. And how cherished it is Decades. for people that feel alone normally in their sexual experiences, you know, yeah. or desires. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a little bit like kink too, right? Like when you feel so alone with like liking what you like until yeah. you find somebody who shares it and then it becomes so precious because becomes you don't feel amazing. alone. Such a revelation then. Yeah. It's oh like the God. whole world makes sense. <laughs> And now, and now we're going to go to our confessions. 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 Love confessions. Yeah, and today we have quite a couple things. So let's see um, where to start and how far along we get. Mm -hmm. 
We're going to start with a girl, and she is asking, how do I get my boyfriend to be more present during sex? He seems to rush it, and I'm left. Hmm. Hmm. Damn, what a selfish dude. <laughs> I know. He's probably the person who tries to start yawning after a blowjob and he comes. He's like, oh, yeah, I can't keep going. Oh, shit, I can stay alive. Maybe tomorrow, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, okay, we're not going to say it. We don't. We yeah, we don't know. We, we don't can't know. assume. We can assume. We don't know anything. But, but we could assume. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. First hmm. of all, I feel like maybe you got to talk to him. That's the thing to do it's the thing to do yeah i do think that if you feel like somebody's not completely present i think it's totally fine to be like hey listen i feel like you're somehow a little distracted yeah um why is that or what do you need to be more with me in that moment or something like that yeah i mean i think a lot of people are so focused on performing or maybe apparently some people are just focused on coming and don't or distracted by something else that's stressing them out or absolutely right yeah. yeah so if you have a lot of stress in your life or whatever but i do think i mean Really, as a thing to try, could be anything that goes kind of into a more tantric experience. 100%. Right? I, think, I think you should talk to the person and also assure them and be reassuring that you're not coming from a critical place or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You just want to really make things better with them and feel them more and be engaged with them. Yes. And see what would help them feel more relaxed. Or... Nope, not criticizing, but like offering like yeah. things that you would actually like. Being yeah, loving explore. and kind to that person, I think. Because yeah. I know it could be frustrating, but you can't come at it from a frustrated angle. You I mean, you can, but you kind of shut a door, right? If you want to have a conversation. Yeah. yeah, if you want to have a conversation about it. I do think that there's, if you go more in like the tantric experiences, it doesn't have to be tantra per se, sure. right? But, but there's going to be, I think, a big benefit in spending a lot more time on foreplay and just sitting with each other and touching. Always. And like maybe it could even be a massage, right? Like yeah. if you say like in this massage is not going to end in sex, just make penetration not a thing that's going to happen tonight. Yeah, people are too caught up to get to that point. Well, especially really if she's like and then it's quickly over and he was not present. Especially men too. Men yeah. tend to rush and I, I, depending yeah. on the man yeah, but yes most probably most. women like to like to enjoy every bit of it women like to i think dudes too really i think it's just like so trained into our heads that it's like fuck 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 and come penetration, you know? penetration exactly penetration yeah. so i think i would sp spend as much time as possible doing everything but play, penetration yeah. so you can even do like blindfold him and play with him he can blindfold you he's not allowed to like fuck you but he can like touch you he can do all these kind of things yeah, you know? brushing over kissing pecking yeah feathers yeah you can do like a massage thing i think that's really Oils, funny yeah. yeah 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 i mean i do think i mean even even if you have done this before not as a planned thing but <laughs> it's fun to go out and like kind of like make out in a bar but you know you can't like have sex or something you know <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you're kind of prolonging that time where you're just with with each other turning each other on where it's not like okay quickly before we go to bed we'll get this over with you know yeah try to do it away from the bed in general totally so you, you, it doesn't make it easier for you to just jump right in the sack you know and making out is like probably a good thing. It's like it's like half the battle. Yeah. And I do think like in Tantra, right? Like there's one, there's this one <laughs> thing that's like kind of the start of it, I think. When you sit with each other, um, like with your legs wrapped around each other mm. and you're just looking and breathing together. Yeah. Right. And you do this naked, obviously. Um, and you can look this up online or you can put something up like with a bit more detail. But to spend a lot of time feeling the other person. Yeah. 
Because a lot of people, I think, are also afraid of that moment because it's very intimate, actually. The eye contact. Yeah, just eye contact and holding each other, mm-hmm. but not having sex or even kissing. I think it like scares a lot of people to be this vulnerable, funny enough, even though you would think sex is more vulnerable than this. You would think so. But it isn't. But it's so direct. It's so piercing. Yeah. You could get lost in the sex sometimes a lot easier. Yeah, and you don't even have to look at the other person theoretically. You know what I mean? I mean, it depends on the position, but yeah. Just close your eyes. <laughs> close your eyes. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> no, but I think, honestly, I mean, first have a conversation and then figure out different things you can do. I agree. I mean, just try different things. Trial and error. Spice it up. Change the place where you normally would. Um, if, you, if you're stuck in a routine of like, okay, we usually just make out on the couch and then we go to bed. Like, no, try to change it up a bit. Yeah. Um, but talking first and foremost. You have to. I mean, otherwise you don't even know where to start. Uh, yeah, but don't come, like, come from a kind place and reassure the person so they're open with you and they can talk to you about it and not feel like intimidated or insecure. I mean, even, maybe even if you don't want to talk about like it directly, you can still start in being like, hey, I would like to try this. Sure. I would like to try something different. Could sure. we try? I'm super excited. I read about this. I would like to try it out. Would you want to try it out with me? So yeah, gauge gauge their right. energy. See and their interest at. and yeah, like trying yeah. something new. It um, also depends on how long they've been together too. That plays a big part. Yeah, but I think if you've been together longer, that kind of conversation would be even more valid. It would be easier too. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if, unless she's been dating this person for like a couple months and... It's maybe awkward. You it's, could still be like, hey, do you want to try this out? I, I mean, mean, I would. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, obviously, know. maybe we're not the gauge, but <laughs> we're not I'm like, I talk all the time about sex. We're not common, you know, <laughs> perception. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we shouldn't be assessed in that sort of light oh like my everybody. God. So there's another longer story question, right? Okay. It's from this girl, and she says, I was watching Victoria on Amazon Prime, and there was an episode which Queen Victoria fears Prince Albert potentially wanting a mistress. Do you or Aquaman feel like it's time we make it socially acceptable or shown more in media, women taking on lovers or a paranoia? I feel like there's a lot of shame put on women for having a lover. Men could be open about it and not fear the same punishment as a woman might. I thought it would be a really interesting conversation to have. Oh, yeah. That is a very good question, actually. And I have a lot to say about that. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Uh, I think, first and foremost, yes, women should not be ashamed for expressing how many lovers they had or their experiences. I think it's ridiculous that I'm not sure. If, stand- I think she might be talking about lovers in a relationship. Well, I mean, that they talk about how many people that they've been with as opposed to No, I feel like she's like taking a lover while you're in a relationship. Oh, well, I mean, if you're in a relationship, if if you're in an open relationship, then it's yeah. suitable for sure. But I feel like also the idea, like even like when she's bringing up the show Victoria, um, there's a lot of like talks recently about you know they're they're making a movie about Cleopatra and they're mm-hmm. talking about how Cleopatra would be portrayed historically, would because she had multiple lovers and she she was there's been theories about her having like this very nymphomaniac behavior Mm -hmm. type and how far are is the film going to go essentially to explore that truth uh which is fascinating to think about like given that it's something that happened thousands of years ago yeah but i feel like it's 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 good to see more women in shows or in movies being able to be open and express themselves and not be shamed for it Yet it's also interesting, too, because I feel like nowadays, especially that if men brag or say something, mm-hmm. they're going to appear more like 
like womanizers or misogynists per se rather than oh this is a good thing you know the main issue probably i'm assuming that she's talking about is that guys often you know have cheated and it's like more quote-unquote common yes in society Mm -hmm. to say he has cheated he's a cheater he has like all these chicks on the side side chicks right pop culture yeah Yeah, pop culture makes it like very much like a thing that a Mm. dude does this you know even like all this like arguments of like you know baby i just can't have just one girl like (laughs) just can't do it like i just i'm made to like spread my fucking seed you know whatever the fuck it is anyways but um there is actually a statistic that women have like cheat just as much as men, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's part of it that we're not talking about it because it's so difficult for a woman to stand up and say, I have sexual needs just as much as my partner does, of right? Course, yeah. And then women are shamed for having that, right? And for yeah. the guy, it's just like, oh, he had to do it and his guy friends kind of laugh it off, right? But I mean, girlfriends don't really laugh it off much if a girl cheats on all her dudes, you know what I mean? So when a girl talks to her girlfriends about it, it's like, hey, I slept with this person while being with this person, do her girlfriends give her a hard time about it versus like, oh yeah, good job, baby, good for you? No. Most of the time, I would say girls would be like, that's a bad that you did that. Well, that's good. The women are were good that way. Men shouldn't yeah, encourage other men. I also think no, it depends on what. I think. I think when you said this earlier, I think this is kind of the 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 crux in it all. Is like, yeah, is this an open fucking relationship, people? Exactly. That's no what it matter comes down if to. we are talking about a man or a woman. Is this couple open and honest with each other about what they are doing? Exactly. And if so, yeah, both should have the opportunity to fuck whoever they want. And nobody Fair. should obviously shame them differently. Exactly. Let's Fair. say, well, this is clearly, right? In some kind of a sense, that makes a lot of sense. It's not like that. Even if they would have an open relationship and they had talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, both fucking other people, I think society would still judge her more than him. I agree. Yeah. So that's pretty fucked up. It is very fucked because up. Because in that sense, we have two, and they probably would tell, say some shit about him not having control over his woman. True. Obviously, cheating on a partner without telling them about it at all <laughs> is not the smart thing. It's to not do. a good thing in either direction. You it's know not what I admirable. mean? admirable. No. But also, it's not a real relationship worth having if you're just lying to your partner. No, you're living a lie. What's the point? But because this really goes back to just women being shamed more for their sexual pleasure than men. That's, just in general. So, yeah. this is like where we, when you break it down, this is where this comes from. Well, I think when more women are very outspoken about it, I think it's going to let men also see the fact that it should be that way where mm-hmm. it should be the same because a lot of women are afraid of being shamed or slut shamed for for talking about their sexuality and their needs and that's why when they suppress it men sometimes see it as a oh yeah well if she were to do that that she, that would be shameful rather than if they hear their perspective out loud which is necessary and a woman should be outspoken about it and open about it i think men would have a very different perspective and seeing well okay well yeah it's the same thing i guess i feel the same way i guess i want the same thing so why should i think about it any differently i mean yeah ideally i mean i do think that there is something listen uh, i speak about it all right i'm not gonna say that this is like the easiest fucking thing to do in this society hell no right i mean and this is probably the easiest society to say this shit in exactly i was gonna say good luck where you live you know exactly so um i do feel like that for a lot of women it takes a lot um to be able to be that open because they fear 
constant like kind of rejection and shame around yeah. around expressing themselves and clearly that's still something put on us as girls that we have to come together and create an environment where that is okay and we're going to do it no matter what they're going to say i think it's important that how women also talk to their friends about Absolutely. it to have the proper dialogue and not just the knee-jerk reaction to things and understand the context rather than yeah. judge or jump to conclusions really fast. And I think that's why also more women are not inclined to talk to their girlfriends also about it too. I mean, to add to the stress. It is actually very interesting because obviously I talk about it all the time and I talk with a lot of girlfriends and like I had some girlfriends um, when I started writing erotica, I think they were kind of like, oh wow, you, you write about that? You know, like, <laughs> you know, and then just with me living it so un unapologetically, yeah. even though there was people who were like, I don't really get what you're doing. Yeah. After a while, and it literally, I must say, nearly everybody would come to me at one point and tell me things that I hadn't told somebody else. Right? But I needed to live, like, I needed to even, like, deal with the fact that somebody was like, I think what you're doing is kind of weird. Yeah. Until they had a moment where they were like, Oh, but I have feel this and I, I could tell Lara. Yeah. You know, I can yeah. tell her. Even though at the beginning I didn't really understand, but like I don't know it who else a to safe tell. Place. Exactly. Yeah. So you create that safe space for your girlfriend. Yeah. But it also sometimes means that you have to be the first one to say something. Absolutely. Sometimes right? you have sometimes to Sometimes you have to be up. the first one yeah. to say something. And you and have I know to be it's like, hard. It's hard. Yeah, but it can yeah. be. Yeah. It can be. I mean, I think this is very funny actually. A girlfriend of mine was throwing a birthday party. Mm. Um, and we talked beforehand and she like listened to my pillow talk episodes and we play like truth or dare on it. Like you've done it with me <laughs> and like, would you rather like six questions and fun like that? And she was like, you know what? Um, can you send me some of your prompts? Because I want to bring, I want to play a game at the party. Okay. Um, and it was just six girls at the birthday with like Corona and you know, mm -hmm. um, and she did like a truth or dare game and everyone had to write questions for and dares. And then we played the game and literally I tell you, like, I swear to you, it was so fucking crazy. We played like half a round, you know, and nearly every time somebody like admitted something, a conversation would start about that topic and girls, <laughs> one after another would be like, I've never said this before. I told Damn nobody my. in my life. Damn. And just this game made it so that we had really intimate conversations I'm about sex and about relationships yeah. and about kinks and about feelings and about fears and it was just it was actually kind of magical that is magical. and i was just because i think i was actually one of the first ones that started because probably a setup um and it just because i don't give a shit you know what yeah, i mean like yeah, it doesn't yeah. take me long but i think it gives people the guts to also talk about their shit it's much more comfortable violent to express yourself i mean think about it i mean with women unable to talk which is really a sad thing and that definitely definitely needs to change i feel like a lot of these girls that you talk to them about your erotica who would feel weird about it, I'm sure a lot of them would fantasize to do a lot of this stuff, but they just, as long as it's in closed yeah. doors or not expressed out loud, then they're okay with it. Yeah, because there's so much fear of being marked this person. Yeah, And labeled. therefore not, ta yeah, labeled and then not taking seriously by men and by society, right? True, true. If you live your sexuality, 
you can also hold a job, baby. It's fine. And you could be married and you could have a family. Oh, fuck like, yeah. Because you can be a mom. Like, it, you can be a dad. Yeah, you're integrated in the back of your head to always believe that, okay, well, if I do this, a man is not going to find me worthy or another mm-hmm. woman partner is not going to find me worthy because it's hard to trust me or I'm promiscuous. But I think that there's there's always a healthy line to enjoy and explore yourself and not having to feel bad about it. And your partner could be open about it too, you know? I think I think actually the more open you are with your partner, the better your relationship will be. I might as well. Talking is the best medicine. I mean, sex is the best medicine. But That's talking what... is also, it has to come. It has to come at some point. You have to talk and explore and check in with each other and see how you're both feeling and see if you're both happy or if things could be better. I think that's, that's going to make your relationship and your sex even better. So much better. Well, we'd like drifted off a little bit off the original question. So I guess (laughs) kind of, but it's still kind of relevant. No, it totally is. It totally is. Actually on that note, um, remember this girl who asked us last week, um, about, I think she was asking that her boyfriend and her, wanted to bring a third person in oh, and it, he had like he wanted friend. to bring in like an ex or something <laughs> the friend, yeah. yeah so she wrote us actually oh wow and i yes. haven't re- i haven't met this so this is going to be refresh for me too mm. all right she said thank you for answering my question i appreciate it so much and regarding the question which you answered i have an update which you're free to bring up we're bringing in someone i've suggested first Ooh. she's a good friend and we're both so excited for it it's completely under my terms with pre-agreed rules that include all of our boundaries, limits, and fantasies in detail. Nice. And the other woman who he suggested, he hasn't mentioned to me since, but I asked him and he said that only if I was really keen for it, it would be under my terms to including all the boundaries that I have so she doesn't even need to sleep with him if, he was, if I wasn't comfortable. Basically, we're communicating. I'm not concerned since we talked about it in length. Thank Bravo. you for the advice. Bravo. Yeah. Good job, baby. Adult relationships. Adult <laughs> relationships. Talking. Yes. Now you are now you guys are doing it. That's awesome. I love this. Like, I remember last week and you were like, fuck, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Don't bring the X in. No, talk. Talk about it. Don't bring Super the Super good. Yeah. Because then like, you're going to have this experience and feel really good while having it. Yeah. Right? Not being in your head. Not being worried. Yeah. You're in the moment. And you're telling your partner your fears and your boundaries. I think healthy. We all all have them. Yes. Very healthy. Very responsible thing to do. Good job. Wow. See? Very happy for you. We're glad. Well, we solved the case. You know? (laughs) Did we or did they? I mean, they're moving forward. Yeah. We're just just sprinkled. We just said, like, that's a good idea. That's not a good idea. Yeah. And like you guys are doing, but I'm glad she talked to him about it, and he's understanding also. Of oh, he her, seems like oh, very open, that's which it. is which is great because that's <laughs> he you know, that's he a pain in the ass. Probably shouldn't have brought that girl up in the first place, but she's gone now, which is great. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, everybody wins. I mean, he still gets a threesome, and she Amazing. gets a threesome, so nobody fantastic. loses. Everybody wins. That's true. Just that's find good. like a happy medium, people. Always, there's always room to compromise. Absolutely. And the compromise can still be like better than you actually expected what you first wanted, you know? Which sounds like her scenario. Sounds yeah. even better. Like she got a lot of other things in besides talking, boundaries, respect. Also it. getting closer to your partner. Yeah. 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 Deepening your relationship. Conversation. You guys open, are more open. Honest. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Check. Done. <laughs> I think we got to end on this note because it's not going to get any better than this, people. <laughs> it's a great note. It's a great note. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. 
Thank you, everyone. Thanks for coming to we Visit love Church, you. my love. Yeah, thank you for having me. Always, always. Well, amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And make sure to check out my quarantine show, Pillow Talk, where I chat with my favorite erotic creators and play truth or dare with them. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday. <laughs>